Writing your oncology case report is a huge undertaking, and it's easy to make silly mistakes that can derail your entire writing process. That's why you need my brand new masterclass, the three-step framework for a finished case report. In this free masterclass, you'll learn three of the biggest mistakes to avoid when writing your case report, the secrets to actually finishing your case report, no matter the patient case you've chosen, and my proven three-step framework for starting and finishing your very own oncology case report. Save your seat today at theoncopt.com slash framework. Again, that's theoncopt.com slash framework. Every OncoPT eval needs a STAR assessment, a STAR assessment that demonstrates both need for your skilled OncoPT services, but also the worth of your OncoPT services. Do your assessments measure up? In today's episode, I have actually pulled the audio from one of the lessons inside of my membership program, the OncoPT Academy, because of how important this is and how necessary it is that I wanted to share it with you. So enjoy this lesson from inside the OncoPT Academy on writing STAR assessments. Welcome to the Onco PT Podcast, where you'll learn from oncology experts, practitioners, and patients to help you on your journey to become a confident and competent Onco PT. Here's your host, Elise Decker. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this lesson of the Onco PT Academy. And in today's lesson, we are talking about something I am really passionate about. Um, I've actually done iterations of this conversation multiple times because I think it's that important. Um, And I don't think it's being talked about enough in the sense of how are we equipping new and aspiring oncology physical therapists to ultimately write these STAR assessments that evaluations really need. So what we're going to talk about in today's discussion is what are STAR assessments? Why are they so important in OncoPT, and then how, literally I'm giving you my formula, how to nail your OncoPT assessments every single time. Make it easy, I'm giving you the easy button so that you're going to be able to do these with confidence and with competence. So you're doing a competent OncoPT eval, which is something I talked about in previous lessons, right? So a STAR assessment, how I define a STAR assessment. This is your expert clinical judgment on your patient. And yes, even as a new and aspiring OncoPT, you have an expertise that you are bringing to the table. I don't think you have to be a 25 year veteran to write a STAR assessment you can start writing STAR assessments today, no matter where you're at in your practice. Now, they're going to get better, but what I'm looking for in a STAR assessment is a very high level amount of information, quality information, not quantity here, quality information that is telling me exactly what I need to know. And let's face it, in our current landscape here in the United States, when we're talking about healthcare, most of the time it is third party, you know, insurance companies that are paying for skilled PT care. 
And documentation has several purposes. One of them is to demonstrate that to these insurance companies that the care you are going to be providing to these patients is needed and is necessary for the patient. And the STAR assessment that you include in your evaluations is a key critical part of this. And so let's dive into what STAR assessments should have. STAR assessments should have the what. What is going on? Who is the person? What are they experiencing? STAR assessments have the why. Why is this a problem? Why is it so important that the patient receive your skilled OncoPT services, your care that you're going to provide to them? STAR assessments have the how. How are we going to get the person from point A to point B, to point C to point Z, right? So not only what's wrong with the person, why is this important, but what is the plan that we are generally laying out? And yes, all of this should be included in the STAR assessment. And I've got some examples I'm gonna show you here in a bit. So again, going back to why STAR assessments are so critical in OncoPT. They demonstrate need. They show who's ever reading the documentation, whoever that is, you know, maybe that's an oncologist. Maybe that's the insurance company. Maybe it's somebody else. Heaven forbid that your documentation ends up in court someday because of something that went horrifically wrong, but you need to be able to, you know, obviously defend your documentation. But going back to star assessments demonstrate need. They show whoever is reading your documentation, whoever is reading your STAR assessment, exactly why that person needs your skilled OncoPT services, what the patient is experiencing, how it is affecting their ability to do the things that are important to them, that they want to do, that they need to do. STAR assessments demonstrate worth. And here's where we're talking about your skills as a skilled OncoPT are very valuable. I hope you know this. I hope this isn't news, but unfortunately, this is something that we're definitely struggling with in the therapy industry right now. Your skills are highly valuable and deserve to be compensated as such. A STAR assessment demonstrates exactly this to the payer. Why should you get paid for your stuff? You've laid it all out in your STAR assessment. At the end of the day, you're providing excellent level care and need to be paid appropriately for it. It's not a bad thing to be paid. It's not a bad thing to, be want, to want to be paid. You deserve to get paid well and I don't want shoddy documentation to get in the way of that. So let's go through my formula, my four-step formula on how to write your own STAR assessment. I literally am giving you the book on this. Take this, run with it, do it, use it in your own evaluations. Because this works time and time again. This works in clinical practice. 
I have extremely few issues on patients being denied care. And it's usually, I will say with 99% certainty, it is not because of my documentation. There are other barriers in place that are causing that to be an issue. And it is not because of my documentation because I have figured this out. So take this formula and use it for your own. Don't make it harder on yourself. So four steps here, four parts of any STAR assessment. First up is the intro. Second is our problem sentence. Third is kind of a clump. We've got our benefits, our limiters, and our facilitators. And number four is the patient response. Now we're going to dive into each of these here in a bit, so don't worry on that. But I have included some specific examples for you as well. So in the intro, this is where you set the stage. This is where you're talking about the person, the person behind the patient, okay? So who the person is, maybe even what they do, you know, what's their role in their community? Are they working? So again, the intro is where you're really setting the stage for what is going on. What does the person reading your documentation need to know? Again, patient is at the center of this here. Now the problem sentence is where we introduce basically what I said earlier was you slap them upside the head with, this is what is going on. This is the issue. And then what that issue is leading to for this patient, what that issue is, you know, what other problems are being contributed to by this. And again, we'll go through, I have two examples that I'm going to be giving you here that are really going to lay this out, okay? So step two or part two of my formula is the problem sentence. Part three is this clump of benefits, limiters, and facilitators. So in here, this is where I'm including why the patient needs why the patient would benefit from therapy. So what is skilled OncoPT going to help them do? The why is one of the most important parts when we look big picture at these assessments. So I'm keeping that really central here in this the third part of my formula here. Now the limiters and facilitators, these are different, I would say constraints that are either helping the person achieve the goals that we are you know, laying out in our evaluation, or we have limiters that are potentially hindering our patient's progress towards achieving certain goals, making progress in our plan of care, getting back to doing the things that they want to do and that they need to do. And all of this, again, this is included in part three. Part four is where I round it out and I talk about the patient response. Again, I start with the patient and I finish the, with the patient. I keep the patient at the center of everything throughout this, but I wanna make sure that I start with them and I finish with them. So let's talk through my example here. So this is my first one here that I'll share with you. So patient is a, this, and this is one that I've taken actually from documentation that I did. I obviously switched it up so you cannot tell obviously who this person is. But this is a real life example. This is what I use when I'm actually writing my assessments. 
So patient is a 35-year-old female referred to PT for balance and neuropathy problems, secondary to undergoing ACT chemotherapy for her stage three breast cancer. She demonstrates impaired balance, decreased overall strength, and complaints of neuropathy in her hands and feet, leading to difficulty mowing her yard, playing with her children, running for exercise, and doing yoga. Patient will benefit from skilled PT services to address the aforementioned impairments and to improve her ability to participate in a community exercise program for long-term wellness. Patient verbalized good understanding of today's eval findings, benefits of physical activity for long-term wellness after a cancer diagnosis, potential chronic side effects of chemotherapy, and to call with questions or concerns. Patient was provided with a basic standing balance program for HEP, verbalized understanding of safe home performance to reduce fall risk. So let's break that down. If you're feeling like, wow, that was a paragraph, you're right. But I will let you know my secret to writing these. I have a template that I have on a sticky note and I literally copy and paste into every eval that I do. And then I just fill in wherever I have my placeholders with the patient specific information. In doing this, I don't have to reinvent the wheel every time I write an evaluation. I make sure that I'm getting all the important parts and I'm not forgetting anything. And it forces me to think about the person as a whole because I already have the important things that I know I need to be looking at with all of my patients. It's cueing me to be thinking critically about all of these things. So highly encourage you, templates are your friend. So let's break it down with the different components that we have here, right? So first up, part one is our intro. This is where I talk about patient is a 35-year-old female, referred to PT, balance neuropathy problems, secondary chemo, stage three breast cancer. So I've set the stage. You know exactly who this person is, what we're talking about. I could have even gone into more here. I could have talked about she's a mom of, I don't know, let's say three. She's a mom of three um, and likes doing this, that, and the other. So I could go into more. But with this, I'm happy with how I've set the stage here. And then wham, I hit him overhead with a problem sentence. Patient demonstrates impaired balance, decreased overall strength, and complaints of neuropathy in her hands and feet. But I do not stop there. I have laid the foundation for what the problems are, and I finish it as a part of the problem sentence with why it's a problem leading to difficulty, mowing her yard, playing with children, running for exercise, doing yoga. These are all critical things here. So the how, or the, you know, I've talked about who the person is. I've talked about the what of the problem and I finish with the why. Do not forget the why as part of your problem sentence here. So that was part one, part two. Part three, I talk about the benefits. Patient will benefit from skilled PT services in order to do this. The patient's going to benefit from my skilled PT so that she can do this, so we can work on these things. Now in this, I didn't do much with limiters and facilitators. The next sample star assessment I have talks more about that, but this is where I would include that here. I finish back with the patient. Patient response is 
the part four of my formula here. Patient verbalized good understanding of today's eval findings. Da, 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 da. Patient provided with basic standing balance program, verbalized good understanding of, uh, you know, safe home performance so she can reduce fall risk. So again, I start with the patient, I finish with the patient. It's important to include here how the patient is responding thus far, even though you just started, how the patient is responding thus far and how the patient is understanding the proposed plan of care that you are setting forth here. So part one, intro. Part two, problem sentence. Part three, benefits limiters facilitators. Part four, patient response. So let's go through another example here. Patient demonstrates moderate right upper extremity swelling, palpable cording in right axilla, complaints of right upper quarter pain, leading to difficulty independently managing his chronic lymphedema condition, reaching upper kitchen cabinets, and participating in his woodworking hobby. Patient will benefit from skilled PT services to address the aforementioned impairments and to reduce risk of lymphedema-related infection. Patient may be limited by chronicity of impairments and progressive nature of lymphedema, but he is highly motivated to improve functional mobility and has supportive family members. Patient verbalized good understanding of today's eval findings, decongestive exercise AGP, and to call with questions or concerns. I'm sure you noticed I ended both of my assessments with to call with questions or concerns. That's a CYA, that would be cover your ass. Uh, again, in case something were to ever happen, I can fall back on this and say, nope, I told the patient because I did. Another good thing to add. But let's get back to the four part of my formula here. So part one, intro. Patient demonstrates blah, 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 blah. Now I've kind of combined and you see there's, you know, as long as I have these four parts, I can mix and match as long as I have the important parts here. So I've introduced that my patient, this is my patient, and here's the problem sentence. Here's what they have. Moderate right upper extremity swelling, cording, pain. So that's the what, and then following up with the why is this a problem? I can't manage, he can't manage his lymphedema condition. He cannot reach into those upper kitchen cabinets, cannot participate in woodworking hobby. That's a problem. All of these are problems. So the what and the why of the problems here. Next up, I have part three, which is the benefits, limiters, facilitators. Patient will benefit from skilled PT services to do this. And then here's where I add in the limiters and facilitators. And I personally like to start with the limiters, like, oh, maybe this might be bad, but then I finish with good. We've got these facilitators that might help them along our progress. Patient may be limited by chronicity of impairments, progressive nature of lymphedema, but, so limiters, now facilitators, is highly motivated to improve functional mobility and has supportive family members. So this is kind of where I bring in the real talk here. My patient is going to do well with the skilled services I'm going to provide. Here are some potential barriers, but here are some things that I know are going to help work in our favor. And then I finish it back out, back with the patient. What is the patient response to my proposed plan of care and you know what I've implemented so far? Patient verbalized good understanding of today's eval findings, decongestive exercises, and call with questions or concerns. Four parts. I can customize this as much as I want, but 
All of these four parts are here. And this is something that you can totally do. So please take my formula, use it. It has served me extremely well and I want others to use it. So use this formula, it works, and it makes my evals that much easier because I'm not trying to always remember what I'm doing or what I should be doing. Use a template, also a really good thing. So what I want you to do is I want you using this formula I've talked you through, I want you to take this model and I want you to write your own star assessment. High level quality star assessment. Steal my, again, steal my formula, please use it. Go out, use it in the world. Make things easier on yourself and get more out of your evaluations by using this formula to write star assessments every single time. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation today, y'all. I really appreciate your time. And I would love if you would share your STAR assessments with me, really. So what I want you to do, I want you to DM me. Let's do this. I want you to DM me on, let's do Instagram. DM me on Instagram, the PT what your star assessment is. I'm super excited to hear it. I want to see it. So send it to me, DM me on Instagram, and I look forward to seeing your star assessments in my inbox. Have a great rest of your day, and I will see you next time. Hey, everybody. One last thing before we hop off today's episode. I wanted to make sure that I told you that the Virtual Oncology Physical Therapy Summit is now approved for CEUs. That's right. This amazing summit that we have been talking about, it finally, we have finally are able to announce that we are official. We have CEUs. So if that puts you on the fence, if you were on the fence and this puts you over, it's time to sign up. The summit is happening on April 17th of 2021. But if you can't make it live, we'll have the replay available for 365 days. Don't miss out on this incredible summit that we're putting together that is going to take you from where you're at to competent, competent when it comes to working with patients after a cancer diagnosis. See you at the summit and the link to sign up is in today's show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Onco PT Podcast. For more episodes, visit theoncopt.com.